Welcome to the UK Fantasy Football Show, Goal's weekly podcast that discusses many a football fans' favourite pastime. This week we'll be reacting to the come down after the high that was game week one, giving each of our FPL ones to watch, doing one week wonders with our guest and goal journalist Amy Ruskai, and revealing our teams for game week three. But first up, the standings. It was a difficult week for all three of us, but Sam, I believe you had the most extreme reaction to game week two, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I, I think I've messaged uh, Miles and Dave with three words, which were just shite, shite, shite. I was, I thought, thought I'd catch a break. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd geared my team up to succeed. And last week I was 10% above average. Um, this week I was actually exactly 10% below average. Um, so I'm just languishing in purgatory. I've got like the PH7 of teams at the moment. I'm nothing. <laughs> How many points did you get this week? 37. 37, which was better than Dave. Yeah, well, it me. was. And the way I'm sort of picturing it in my head that I've, I'm on the way up is that if game week one I finished last out of the three of us, game week two I finished second out of the three of us. <laughs> it's progress. So I'm improving. <laughs> I believe you're improving as well, Miles. You went from second amongst us to the best out of us. Yeah, slightly. So we're, we're both improving. We are. We're on the way up. There's only, but, there's only <laughs> well, there was only person. one way I could go. I said this last week. I was only ever going to go down. <laughs> but just in, in between the three of us, you were rock bottom. From the highs of 100. It was a tough week. He got 103 points in game week one. Dave got 34 points in game week two. Is that it? That's it. We were all yeah. very mediocre. The average for the week was uh, 41. So I was the only one to get above average. I got 45. But well I took done. a minus four hit. I'm doing two transfers, so I ended up getting the average in the end anyway. Um, Sam, was there a moment for you where you realised, I need to make the wild card here, I need to tear up my team? Um, it was when Marcus Rashford passed the ball to Paul Pogba and went, you take it, mate. <laughs> I was rubbing my hands with glee when I, when, as that was all, all happening. I was like, I've got Pogba's assist, I've got Rashford's goal. <laughs> um, watch out, Dave, I'm coming for you. Um, and then Pogba got zero. This week, I love that moment. I'm looking forward to seeing the changes in your team later on this yeah, podcast. He, um, he got the same as Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley didn't even play. <laughs> so another one you bigged up massively. Um, it was disappointing, yeah. But that Pogba, that penalty save was as good as a goal for me. Oh, it was. So I fun. got up and celebrated. <laughs> I know. We were straight on the chat. <laughs> So the standings after two weeks for us, Dave's on 137 points. Uh, I'm on 129 points. Sam is on 109 points. Amy, how are you doing in the usual game? Um, First week was all right. Yeah. I think I got 83 first week. Which wasn't right. a bad. Better than Sam. <laughs> 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 this week, not so good. I can't remember how many I got. It was like low 30s. Okay, similar to us then. Yeah, but it wasn't a great week. It was, was it a- less than my score? Is that why you're not saying? When you say low 30s, was it 30s? Because that makes a bit of difference in the room right now. I mean, I will will look, but um, I captained Salah, who didn't do anything. Same mistake as Sam there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been staying loyal to Salah. For two games. Yeah, for two games. I'm I'm, I'm not loyal to him. I mean, no, as in like me and and Dave were talking this this morning about um, whether I was going to transfer him out, but I'm I'm not. I'm not going to transfer him out for money. I got, oh, did I get 40 last week? There you go. Oh, God, I can't mention Better that. than you two. Oh, that's great. <laughs> just yeah, got, Dave. I, well, why did she say that? <laughs> I just I thought he had like 30. It's because Matinho um, got an assist 
against Man United. So I think I had like 30. He got the bonus points as well, didn't he? Yeah, he got he got eight points. He was my top scorer for the week. Oh. I had Danny Ings, <laughs> who scored a Gifted great goal, a goal against Liverpool. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's better than... I mean, I didn't get any higher than eight on any player. So I think that's why I looked at him and oh. thought, oh, I didn't do very well. <laughs> Oh, great. Just rubbing I'm it quite in. Happy Just now. rubbing it. So uh, the top team last week in our uh, public league was Obi Wan Bissaka's, but he's been dethroned. He's down in eighth now. Uh, now top of the league with 169 points is Salman Sanoon's Blue Army. Uh, he did play a wild card after the first game week, though. Uh, so you can only really take that punt once he's now going to be stuck with the team that he's got i get the feeling there are a lot of people who play fancy football who just do all the like bonus things they can right at the start of the season and then just lose interest like sam <laughs> <laughs> still here are he's going to be triple captain it this week to make yeah. up the ground have you yeah. have you wild carded <laughs> you're wild carded already just wait i'm sorry i'm just want to get to the end yeah. <laughs> listeners you can join our public league and test yourself against us all season long the code to type in on the FBL website is NHC4WZ. Uh, let's move on then to FPL ones to watch. We picked out three players we believe are worth considering transfers for ahead of game week three. We'll take turns running through each of them. Uh, this week then, let's start with Dave. Oh, start with me. Throwing you the ball. So yeah, <clears throat> first up is the return of the prodigal son. You captain Sterling, haven't you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sterling's in there again. No, um, so yeah, Spurs play Newcastle. Um, Son is back, mm. um, so that would be a good option for anyone considering. Well, you've got he's nine point five million, so it's going to have to be a big call. You're going to have to take a big player out of your team, I'd imagine, to get him in. But maybe you've got some big players start? who. Are. I don't know. That was that was what I was thinking. Maybe they'll ease him back in. But then again, even if he brings him on on the hour, I could imagine him doing something. Yeah, playing Still. Newcastle, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle um, away from like home is is not going to be a good result for them. Spurs at home, they're good at the bit the new stadium. They have uh, a good home record since they moved there, at least recently. They do. Wouldn't easing him back in be playing him against Newcastle? Touche, touche. <laughs> You're going to fit in really well here, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nine point five is a lot. It is I a couldn't lot. justify that at the moment. I'm looking two game weeks ahead. I think I might go for him. I think they've got another easy home match in, in two game weeks' time. I think that'll be when he'll be settled back into that first mm, team. Peak, son. Yeah, because um, he'll have to oust Lamella at the moment, who got... Uh, did he get two assists at the weekend? Yeah. yeah. He's doing all right. Yeah, so um, he got 159 points last season and scored over 150 points in the last three seasons of uh, fantasy football. Uh, so he's very he's a good option, but uh, maybe he's not ready. Yet, but he's certainly won. one to on watch. the horizon. Sun on the horizon. How many? Oh. <laughs> Got quite a few in there. It's like I was it's like I prepared them. Uh, <laughs> my second um, choice is Amy alluded slightly to it just before Mane, and I would be mm. tempted to take Salah out and put Mane in. Save a million. Yep. And they've got Arsenal next. He's got a great record against Arsenal. Um, he's scored five goals against them and three assists in ten games against Arsenal. So, first of all, make, I don't does, fancy does, Arsenal. Does that make any difference whatsoever? In that, oh, he's scored a few against a particular team in the past. Does that have any any insight into what how his performance will be at the weekend? 
I always wonder this because I saw those stats doing the round. You see them every single weekend mm. where people are like, oh, X or Y has a great goal record against uh, what, A or B. So? Exactly. Yeah. It's like Aguero against Newcastle, though. Is it? Obviously, Rooney against Newcastle used to be another one. Like, like Rooney always scored against Everybody those, used but. to do the rounds for Aguero against Newcastle always scores. Yeah, but if you've ever always. played football, you always like there's some teams you always just score against. You just you just you just do. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I see it from a player's perspective as well because I'm a bit of an athlete myself. <laughs> <laughs> um and sometimes you just turn up against <laughs> That's throwing me off there. <laughs> sometimes, it's good to have it's a podcast. <laughs> Sometimes you turn up against certain teams and you know you're going to score. You must know that, Sam, because I, well, I know, I know that, what you're that's like. That's just me turning up at a football pitch thinking no one are going to score. Um, I just I, I saw the sim- similar stats knocking around. I think Salah was another one that was right, how well he's done against Arsenal. Um, it's not even just that. Liverpool at home against Arsenal have always done well. Well, See, in that, recent that's more years. That's legitimate argument. Yeah. So, Mane, I would imagine, he looks pretty hot. Right now, he does. Uh, I just, I, I've, I've stuck with Salah. I thought about Mane. It, it's like flipping a coin. I think between those two, and the way my coin flipping is going, I'd put Mane in and Salah would bag a couple. Yeah, yeah, don't... Either, either of them are going to bag a couple at any stage of the, any game this season. I think this is going to be Mane's year. He had such a good season last year, and I thought he was better than Salah for large periods. There were times when Salah did obviously, you know, hit it big. But I thought as an overall season. Uh, Mane had the the better of the two, but not on fantasy perspective though, was it? No, he but doesn't he, get the he closed the gap, and I think that I mean we've seen in the first two games of the season how much of a goal scoring threat he is in the Super Cup as well, which is his comeback match. I just think he's in such a hot streak of form right now that he's, I wouldn't say undervalued because eleven point five is still I think it's the third most expensive on the game, isn't it? But you know it's still ex- expe- yeah. or joint third most expensive. Um, but a million cheaper than Salah, and I think he's going to get just as many points, personally. I think the worry is injury, because, I mean, how long did he have off after AFCON? Like, a couple of days. Literally yeah. nothing. Morning. Yeah, literally. And I, I, I think it was, was it the Community Shield, or it might, I think it was Norwich. Klopp subs, like, he didn't sub players on that, like, hadn't had, um, like, sub players off that hadn't had a break. Like, people were playing, like, 90 minutes. Having had like no break, they play intensive football yeah. as well, don't they? Intense football, no break. I think that's the worry with Liverpool this year. Um, Potentially, for, like Salah as well. They've been very lucky with injuries in recent yeah. sort of seasons as well, haven't they? They haven't really taken any big hits in the way mm. that Spurs always lose Kane for a couple of months every single year. Yeah, but I think it's a decent shout. It's a great I, shout. I would love to put Marnie in. I just can't afford him without dropping Sterling. I won't drop. I'm sticking loyal with Salah. <laughs> I might squeeze him in. I've almost convinced myself, but I'll see. I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, uh, like, the guy I'm looking it'd have to, Kane potentially would have to come out, and just with the Newcastle factor, I still fancy Kane. Uh, he'll be looking at that game with glee, won't he? Oh, yeah. Thinking, yeah, this is my chance to get yeah. well underway. I think if you've got Salah and you take him out and put money in, save a million. They're both going to do well all season, and then you have a million somewhere else. It's more if you don't have either, I think. I've got yeah. neither. I would love one of them, and man, is just the cheaper option, so yeah. I think I'd go for him. Yeah. Who's your third then, Dave? I believe it's a bit of an outside pick, this one. Yeah, my third pick is Cantwell. Obviously, a lot of people will be going for Buki, um, who's been on fire, raining in the shots, um, but you'll find that Cantwell has been part of the reason that Pookie's been doing so well. 
He's cheap. He's 4.6 million. Oh, he's gone up one then. Point yeah. One. So you could be quite shrewd by getting him in. If, you, if you've got a low-cost player you can potentially swap him with. I think he will... They've got Chelsea uh, next match, so that's it's a tough one. Chelsea haven't been great, though, yet, so potentially could get some points on the board there. He is He, he plays on the left side for Norwich. I think he's, he's part of an attacking three, really, for them. So it's to me, it seems like a good option. There's only one player in the Premier League that's created more chances than him so far this season, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. So when you look at how much Kevin De Bruyne costs and how much Cantwell costs... He's half price. There's, yeah. Can buy two Cantwells. <laughs> mm. And Norwich are playing the kind of football we expected them to play. I don't know how long they'll be able to keep it up for, because there'll be some games where they do get hammered. I, th- I think they'll keep up that mentality the whole season, where they will, you know, we'll, let's call it the Kevin Keegan mentality, where you just try and score more than the opposition. Yep. Which I know is actually the basis of football and <laughs> the entire game as we know it, but um, I think it's a good shout. For that cheap, I mean, if you're looking for a dirt cheap fifth midfielder or you want uh, even just a cheaper fourth one, I think that's a really good shout. And even after Chelsea, I think they have uh, a couple of tasty they have a fixtures. Easy run, I think. Yeah, West Ham in fourth game week. Uh, they do have Man City in the fifth game week, which uh, is mm. going to be a tricky one. That'll be an interesting one. But they have Burnley after that and then Crystal Palace after that. So Yeah, they look like an exciting team to watch. Um, even if I they're shipping they well. goals, they're still going to go as they are. So yeah. they're still going to score points. If yeah. he's if he's your low cost midfielder, then that's pretty good. I probably wouldn't necessarily have him and Dendonka. Um, Dendonka's been in my team though, and haven't got a lot of points out of him so far. So I feel a little bit disappointed. He's only four and a half mil though. So. Yeah, <laughs> low expectations. Yeah, tough taskmaster. So they're your three. Yep. Sam, who are your three for this week? I'll start with um, exactly where I started last week. Martial. Deja vu. I know, uh, but I've taken the um, miraculous decision of actually putting them a team for the next game week. Um, I thought he looked really impressive against Wolves. Obviously, he scored. Um, he's not taken a huge amount of shots, but his positioning uh, for the goal he scored against Chelsea is a goal that you very, very rarely saw him score. Um, one against Wolves was a wonderful ball from Rashford, but a great run again and good Lord, what a finish. Uh, and I was actually really impressed by the way he held the ball up. Uh, far better than Lukaku, who probably weighs about 40 to 50 kilos more, I think. Um, he was strong. He was rolling defenders. He was, uh, you know, again, basically moving, transitioning as from midfield to a serious attack really well. Uh, so I thought I'd better get him in. And I knew his price was going to rise as well because yeah. two games, he's played as the number nine. If it looks like United get rid of Sanchez, uh, then there's even more reason for him to be playing every single match, really. So, he's in. 7.7 million. He's gone up 0.2 already. I know, but I got him in at 7.6. Ooh, yeah. snuck in there. So that's the advantage of the early wildcard, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Martial, all aboard it. Yeah. I think people would be l- crazy not to. At this point, he's beat by 15% of uh, FPL managers, which still seems quite low. Does. Considering uh, he's starting in centre forward, I think that by the time we record next week, I would say that will be twenty three and a half percent. Once he bags a hat trick <laughs> against Palace, no, I think just in terms of people doing their transfers ah, like, right. late on a Friday. But the hat trick against Palace won't hurt. That would be really helpful. <laughs> and he's he's won and Rashford as well. That I'm toying with captaining 
this week mm. just because it's Palace. Uh, and I could easily see one of them bagging a couple and then, you know, all aboard it. Uh, but I don't know if I'm that brave. I uh, I was looking at him. I mean, you can't not look at Martial considering his record so far this season. But because I already have Rashford and uh, my other transfer, which I'll come to later, is also a Man United player. I don't really want to have three Man United players in there at this point, even though they've got a decent run. And I still think that if you're going to pick between Rashford and Martial, I still would veer towards uh, Rashford if you only want one of the two. Uh, he's still got more points than Martial, even though he's a striker and they get fewer points for goals. Um, he's going to take penalties. He should be, yeah. <laughs> Long term. I mean, they might continue with this, you know, taking it in turns. There's a very so. simple way for him and Pogba to sort this out, is that Pogba should take all the free kicks because Rashford <laughs> seems to take them in. It's dreadful. He's yeah. the worst free kick taker I've ever seen. <laughs> ever. And I watch League Two football on a regular basis. Do you know who's the best free kick taker I've ever seen? Go on. Gary Pallister. <laughs> He's taken one, slammed it in the bottom corner um, when we beat Blackburn 3-1, 1993 season. The last, best, last game at Old Trafford. The best free kick taker <laughs> I've ever seen is Mark Bridge Wilkinson. Some real oh. left field ones here. <laughs> <laughs> niche, niche ones, yeah. But definitely not Rashford. <laughs> not Rashford. No, not um, Second, I've got Danny Ceballos. Um, great intro at the weekend. Two assists. He was... 5.5 mil which for a more technically superior Aaron Ramsey is how I'm terming him nice that's an absolute steal when you've got Aubameyang Lacazette Pepe I assume Pepe turns out to be decent ahead of you then I think we've got assists uh, and I think he will probably come up with a few decent goals as well uh, so for just over five and a half again Great signing. Yeah, and he seems to fit into, like, Emery plays him as an 8 or a 10, doesn't he? Well, he will over the course of the season, by the sound of it, from what Charles Walt was saying. Yeah. Um, our Arsenal correspondent. So I imagine even as he mixes things up, he'll still feature massively in, uh, well, that spine of the team. He's the second most transferred in uh, player in the FPL this game week. I brought him in. Who's, um, who's, who's the most transferred in? Who do you reckon? Sterling. No, no, no. De Bruyne. No. What? Martial. No. Rashford. No. Oh. Who's got Pookie. Pookie. There we go. Uh, Pookie. Uh, 800,000 people have put Pookie, <laughs> Pookie in this game week, which is double the amount that have put Sabayas in. It shows Pookie's popularity. But uh, Sabayas, that's still an awful lot for um, him. Yeah. He made a real impression this game week, didn't he? And then finally, keeping it in North London, uh, Walker Peters. Ooh. He's the cheapest Spurs defender, right? Uh, that plays. I don't know, yeah. if you say so. <laughs> uh, he's played both matches. If he's got that right-back spot, Tottenham have got a good defence. You should be getting some clean sheet but, uh, bonus points there. Obviously, to bring him in this week, he is playing Newcastle. Newcastle are playing, uh, are generally, I think, pretty poor on the left. Uh, hopefully, Son will be coming back for at least some of the match to terrorise them, which should allow him to be further up the pitch. We've got a good chance of some attacking bonus points. Win, 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 whichever way you look at it. He was So when I was weighing up my transfer this game week, it was between him and the player I eventually picked at United. Because, um, so Maitland now has got man of the match. Well, he should have got man of the match. He was the best player of the match. Uh, against Newcastle in game week one. And you're totally right. That Newcastle left flank is, is right for picking. Um, and clean sheet, clean sheet potential definitely there. Indeed. So if you know if he just hold that spot down for the rest of the season, 
Uh, I, I think the only way is up. Sweet. Um, Amy, you want to go through your three? Yeah. Um, so I brought in Puka. He's one of my ones to watch because last week I was toying with bringing him in and I didn't and he scored a hat trick. So I am not letting him <laughs> sit out of my team anymore. You can't deal with that it's regret. That herd no. mentality affecting it's you, Amy. Just, yeah. The bandwagon. Sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, our Manchester United correspondent, uh, Chris Vokes, he picked Pookie as his captain for this game week. Oh, for God's like the foresight there, I've got to admire that. I it mean, is because that's bra- it's just brave, isn't it? Yeah, they make rather those than decisions go, and they pay off. You know, everyone went Sterling, Salah, mm. maybe Rashford. Not many went Pookie. Mm. So he reaped those rewards. Clever, really. Yeah. Who? Yeah. So they got Chelsea this game week, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, we watched him against Liverpool. Um, I watched a bit of him last season um, at Norwich, and he was just. I think he went on like this game streak when he was scoring for Finland as well in the Nations League. And it was like Norwich every week, 1-0 Pookie, 1-0 Pookie. Like, they were just, it was, it's just always him. Um, I remember my granddad said to me before the season, like, will he score 20 goals? I said, no, he'll probably get 15. So it's not like I've, like, jumped on the, you know, bandwagon. <laughs> you were early on that bandwagon. <laughs> I said this to him. I said this to him. I could show you the text. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I actually, um, he's, I mean, his price is going up as well. He's 6.7 now. So you kind of want to get him before it keeps going up because Norwich are not going to stop attacking. Yeah. As of the time recording, he's actually gone up now to 6.8. Oh, there you go. So he's the fastest riser on the game. You know, a million people have him at this point that didn't have him at the start of the season. 6.8 is still really cheap. It is, For a striker that plays for a team that just attack. Like, he's... I I do think... I think he'll get, like, 15 goals. Yeah, he's... the thing is with him, he's not afraid to shoot and he does have a lot of shots. He's not one of these strikers who's he's had a few chances and he's taken them all, you know, maybe a bit of luck in there. He is actually shooting loads and Norwich are creating loads of chances. Yeah. Um, so it does seem like a sensible addition to any fantasy team at the moment. And like they'll go for Chelsea. He's not going to lose any points. I'd be a bit worried if I was Frank Lampard going into that game because <laughs> yeah. the fans are going to hate it if they lose to Norwich. You see how badly they were defending as well in the second half. Like mm. Leicester's goal last week was... Awful. Oh wow! As soon as Leicester woke up in that game and started going at them a bit, looking a bit more threatening, Chelsea would the fear factor kicked in. I uh, I'm waiting one more week for Pookie because I'm not convinced it. it It'll be eight million by well, <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably be seven million that point, and I've lost yeah. that on point five. But for me, I still think there's a potential that you know he's just had a great start to the season, but can he keep it up? And it's also the slightly tricky nature of the next three game weeks that they've got yeah. with uh, Chelsea. Uh, I think it's West Ham after a bit easier, obviously, but then City after that. I think if he comes through these first five and he's, you know, in the top few scorers in the game, in on the game, then he's definitely worth picking. Um, I'm just holding fire for now. I think with international breaks coming as well, he is the main man for Finland. So I feel like he's not going to lose any momentum. Mm. Um, he's got a really good record, actually, I believe, for um, Finland. He's like I said, he scored loads last season for them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's not going to, you know, go away on the national break and just kind of, like, stagnate. I think he's just <laughs> going to be on fire. Sweet. Who's your second pick, then? Um, Ndombele at Spurs. I thought he's he's had a good start to the season. Um, he's only, well, at the time of recording, he was six. He was 6.1 the other day, anyway. Um, he's settling in well. He's got bonus points in both games so far. Um, and I feel like he's just kind of, I mean, he's a physical presence. He's already scored as well. Um, 
and they've got Newcastle of Spurs. So yeah. I think it's a, it's a bit more. It's a, I think as well it's a player that not a lot of people will pick. So you kind of get the edge if he gets those bonus points in. Yeah, I mean, Ericsson is doing some quick maths here. 2.8 million more, has three points. Yeah. Whereas Ndombele, you know, he's got 14 points, eight points and six points in the first two game weeks. I uh, I recommended him as the star, potential star of the season in one of our earlier podcasts. But I didn't think he'd be an FPL star. I just thought he'd be a very impressive, yeah. um, potentially defensive-minded centre midfielder. Didn't see him getting this many points in uh, FPL. Yeah, I think the bonus points helps. He has been playing quite well. Um, he's kind of the player that Spurs needed to bring a bit of a physical presence. His goal against uh, Aston Villa in the first game week was fantastic oh, as well. The way he took it. Yeah. He lifted them in that game as well. You could see he was one of those players that just started getting on the ball and looking a bit more positive. Yeah. You do need, you know, if you if you are struggling a little bit against a, a lower team or... I think Spurs have lacked that kind of character in their team. He he seems to have the right mentality. Like when he scored, he was almost embarrassed to have equalised against Villa. Rather yeah, he was than like, like, get the ball, let's yeah, go. He wasn't bothered about, oh, my first Spurs goal. He was like, we're losing against this newly promoted team. Like, get the ball, let's, you know. Yeah, I like that. Good mentality. Yeah. Um, and then last is Pascal Gross, who okay. is back for Brighton. He, I picked him in the first season he was over here. Because I remember seeing his unbelievable start he created, I remember it, 99 chances for Ingolstadt when they got relegated from the Bundesliga and nobody created more. Like he was like 20 ahead of anybody else in the whole Bundesliga. If only they'd scored those chances, yeah. they might have stayed up. They'd have, they'd have probably won the bloody league. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he scored really well in his first season at Brighton um, in FPL. Last season he struggled with injuries and didn't really play, but he, he's back now. Um, Potter's got the attacking intent. Um, he he might not start every game, um, especially with them having bring uh, bringing other players. Um, but he got an assist against Watford. He got a bonus against West Ham, and this week they play Southampton, mm. who look pretty poor. Yeah, gifted a goal at the weekend. Yeah, the only reason they scored in that match. Plus, he's a midfielder, so your bonus points for clean sheets in there. Yeah. They got a pretty sturdy defense, Brian. Six point five million. Yeah, not bad. I think a lot of people heading into the season were wondering where he was going to fit into Potter's formation. Um, but I think he changed it for that first match against was it Watford. They beat 3-0 yeah. in the first game. And um, and the way he's played, he's played 90 minutes in the first match, 66 minutes in the second match. Seems like I really rate him. I think he's a great player. Yeah. All right, thank you, Amy, for those three. Um, so my three then. I've kind of shamelessly picked three players that are already in my team. Uh, I'm not sure if that's because I was too lazy to research it or not, but I actually do rate these players. I do think that they... Uh, are people people should watch. So the first one, probably the most obvious of the three, and probably the one people can't argue too much about the three, which is Lucas Dean, the uh, Everton fullback, who has been pretty fantastic so far. Everton are the only team so far that have kept two clean sheets that I can think of. Yeah, they're pretty sure yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, they obviously were a bit frustrating in that first game week when they had a stalemate against Crystal Palace. I think people probably expected them to win that one. But they beat Watford in the second game week. Dean was uh, one of the star players who was in the dream team for game week two. He got 11 points for me. He's my star player. Made me feel a bit better about not having the likes of Mane or, or Puki. There is a bit of doubt over whether he'll start this weekend because he got a bit of a knock in that game week two match. But if you look, I mean, he's back in training. I think that he will start. If he doesn't, Baines will come in, but I think he will start. And for the price that he costs, which is six million, the amount that he attacks. And you look at who he's up against in terms of that sort of price bracket. He got more points than Kyle Walker last season. 
He got more points than Ricardo Pereira, more than Matt Doherty. I think that with the run that they currently have, with like Villa this weekend on Friday night, Wolves after that, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, I think he can get some clean sheets. And that's quite tidy, that isn't it? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a good option with Everton kept more clean sheets in the second half of last season than Liverpool did. Yeah. Um, they've started this season exactly the same. Exactly, yeah. an Everton defender for me is uh, almost a must-have. And you're looking at Liverpool as well at the moment aren't as watertight as you'd like them to be, especially since the Allison injury. So, exactly, yeah. You could potentially lose a Liverpool defender, especially if you've got two Liverpool defenders in defence. Yep. You might want to swap one out. Definitely. Um, Liverpool have conceded more shots than Watford. Really? They've changed their tactics. They've totally changed them, haven't they? They're playing like, trying to play offside now, aren't they? Yeah, which is, I mean, it might take them a while to get used to it and it might eventually be better. But they had such a good system last year. They were awful in pre-season as well, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what is quite going on there. But it does make those premium Liverpool defenders like Alexander-Arnold and Robertson a lot less appealing when they're playing those tactics. And then you look at much cheaper alternatives across Merseyside, like Dean, who uh, I think people should gravitate towards. So I'd highly recommend him if you're looking for an Everton defender. Um, My second one is Wilfred Burley. He's another player. He's come through... A tough two fixtures, uh, Wolves. So they had Leicester first game, uh, which I believe was nil-nil. Yeah. Um, and then they drew one all with Man United. To only concede one goal out of those two games, I think is pretty good. Wolves' defence overall has always looked quite tidy, unless they're playing against Huddersfield. <laughs> I know uh, they didn't exactly shine in those matches last yeah. season. Um, but they have a lot easier fixtures coming up in the next few games. Uh, next up, they have Burnley. Um, which I think is pretty winnable. I think they've got them at home, and then Everton away after that. There's definitely some clean seat potential there. Bowley gets the odd goal as well, goes up for corners. I notice he uh, almost got an assist against Man United um, if his sort of ricochet had gone to the right player and he put it away. But I think that if you're looking for a f- five million, he's quite cheap. Is that all he is? Yeah. That's pretty decent, that. Yeah. I mean, I've contemplated dropping a lot of my players in my team at this point because you just do at the start of the season in FPL. You just want to tear it up like you've done, Sam, uh, when you're not doing too well. But Bowley's one of the few that I haven't, you know, thought of dropping. And I think think that he'll be a good choice. You're looking for a cheap defender. I picked him last year for... So my friend was picking her fantasy team. And she was like, oh, help me, help me. And I picked Bowley for her, not for me. And the first few weeks of last season, I think he scored like a couple of goals. Wolves kept clean sheets for fun. And I was like, she was top of the league. <laughs> I was like, where's my credit? Why Why <laughs> have I not picked him? Why have I picked him for you? And he was, I, I think he was even cheaper than five mil last year. Yeah. He'd just been promoted. Him, him and Johnny last year. Yeah. Were they my faves. That's the thing that Johnny is 5.5 and Matt Dursey's uh, six. So they're, they're a lot more expensive than a player who, I know they're attacking fullbacks in the way they play. You know, they, they probably will get more assists than Burley, but Burley's got that goal threat. I, uh, I'd i choose him. And just the cheap the cheap option of it makes it, I think, a good call. And Wolves don't look like one-season wonders. That's the thing as well. I thought they were very impressive against United. And I can see him having a good season. My third player, I kind of ummed and ahed a little bit about this one because he's hardly lit up the first two game weeks, but I've gone with Yuri Tielemans. Um, who I reckon controversial. Yeah, I was waiting for some controversy. Mm. Yeah, I. How uh, are you going to talk your way out of this one <laughs> with difficulty? Because he 
has not had a, fir- a great first two game weeks. I was looking at uh, what Leicester fans were thinking of the first two matches of like player ratings and stuff before this, doing a bit of digging, seeing how stupid of a pick this actually was. And uh, they were saying he looks quite good defensively. So I appreciate that, you know, <laughs> I'm not strengthening my argument too much here. Um, but I just think that the Leicester's first two fixtures are quite tricky. He probably did have more defensive duties against two teams which are you know, top seven, top eight threats. I think that he'll have a lot more freedom in some of the easier fixtures, which they have coming up. So they're the first easy fixture this weekend against Sheffield United, who haven't, you know, disgraced themselves. They've been decent so far. Right, haven't they? Beat Palace in the second game of the season. But it's a lot more of a winnable fixture. And he's, you know, he's their £40 million signing, record signing, Leicester's. He was quite impressive in the second half of last season on loan. I can see him coming back into the, some good attacking he form. Um, he's got um, the... Space to exploit against Sheffield United, I think, as well, with their overlapping yeah. centre backs. Mm. He's going to um, play through balls for Is he actually going to do anything with the ball, though? Because against Chelsea, every well, time he touched semantics. it, he just seemed to be. He nearly scored it away. End. Yeah, he did. He kept, like, Leicester themselves kind of came into the game a bit. But when I, I watched the whole game and I was watching him thinking, I've got to take this guy out of my <laughs> fantasy team. <laughs> he didn't look like a player at all. Do you know, I'm, I'm glad you didn't say from a Leicester perspective, is Perez. Mm. Because I was never a fan of him when everyone at the start of the season or pre-season were going, oh, you've got to get him in. He's uh, you know, he's playing up front and now he's listed as a midfield. He's brilliant. He's only six and a half. It's because he's shy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that signing at all. No. It just seems a really weird signing. It's like they only watched him in the last 10 games of last season. That was their scouting report. Oh, he's fantastic, this player. He's scoring all these goals while well, you're watching the first 30 games of the season. He's desperate to leave Newcastle. Yeah. Um, Rogers signings aren't usually... He's very hit and miss, isn't he, yeah. with his signings? The only player in that Leicester team I thought was all right, especially in that match, was Madison. I still thought he, they, they did a good job of keeping him very close to the touchline, away from the goal. But I, I feel like he... And obviously he takes free kicks and he tends to score from them as well. So um, I feel like he's still a decent pick. But Tillemans, I'm, I'm, I'm losing faith. The only thing that's keeping him in my team at the moment is the fact that Leicester have got some all right fixtures coming up, haven't they? Yeah, they've got Sheffield United this week. Um, they have Bournemouth at home. Uh, after that, they have the comfortable fixture of Manchester United. Uh, so, mm. you know, some Watch out. <laughs> um, I think at that point we'll start to see if Man United are actually the threat that they're potentially looking like. Do you remember the well, halfway through when we started these, we did the predictions and I said Man United finished third. Where are they now? And I said they were, I said they were going <laughs> to hey, flop. Where are they now? Is that where you still think they're going to finish? <laughs> to be fair, I thought they looked they, they looked a little bit like United of old. They had so much more energy than we've seen them have previous seasons. Yeah. They, they looked quite exciting. I have the, to admit, the second half of that game was what I expected to see in Man United this season. So I'm interested if that second half continues, or if we see more like we did in the first half. Do you mean where second half as a whole, or the 15 minutes at the beginning where we almost threw away the entire match? <laughs> I probably mean that 15 yeah. minutes more than anything. Uh, and then, oh, I'm also including in that the Pogba penalty miss, which uh, I expected to see a lot of that sort of thing this season. A bit of you know carnage in terms of organisation of who's doing what and why. Well, they're not a football club; they're an entertainment business, now, aren't they? <laughs> Keeping the world entertained. This is all Woodward's big plan. Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that they've got two very very easy fixtures coming up. That like they 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 kind of have to come through that with wins. But they're potentially... Like, so desperate for United to fail. You don't <laughs> like United Well, I don't obviously. like having predicted them to be the flops of the year and then they're doing this well. I'm with Miles on that because I predicted them not to do too well. I'm not oh. hedging my bets though because I have two United players so at the same time. 
Um, so yeah, they're my three players. Let's move on then to our teams for game week three. But before we do that, um, we're going to do our one week wonders, which is where our guest picks uh, 11 players plus some subs that they think will do well in this single game week. We're going to tally them up as the season goes on and see who has the best one week wonder team. Last week, uh, Stefan Kurtz, who was our guest for the game week two preview show, he got 41 points, which is bang on average. Um, he didn't seem too pleased with that, but I think that's because I didn't let him triple captain Aubameyang like he wanted to. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to break the rules. But uh, Amy, who have you picked for our one-week wonder? Having just said all that about Man United, I've actually got two Man United players <laughs> in here. Um, so I've got Matt Ryan in net. Nice. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. Harry Maguire. Willie Bowley. Uh, so I'm playing 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, Endombele, Dan James, I've actually got in. He started, didn't he, against yeah. Wolves? Yeah, I think yeah. Palace just look awful. <laughs> and with Dan James running at them, like if Sheffield United's overlapping centre-backs can exploit Palace, then Dan James can exploit Palace. Mm. Uh, Pascal Gross, Aguero, Puki and Kane on top. Who are you going to pick as your captain out of that? Uh, oh, there's only one, surely. Kane, yeah. Yeah. It's going to have to be Kane. Uh, I've got Coleman, Dunk, Stecklenburg and Matinho on the bench. Nice. Um, good looking team. Yeah. Bang on 100 mil. So, yeah. Did you pick your three players that you recommended in that? You picked yes, them, didn't you? Yes, yeah. I have. Nice. Because otherwise I'm just going to eat my own words. <laughs> and be like, well, why have I not listened to my own advice? But yeah, I think um, I think Southampton look poor. That's why I've got um, Matt Ryan in there. Um Carl Walker-Peters, Spurs versus Newcastle. Mm. Maguire against Palace and Bully against Burnley should all relative... I mean, I'm looking at three clean sheets there. Bang on, really. So how much is Gross? 6.5. And how much is Coleman? 5.5. I mean, you've committed to this now. You've said it, so you can't change it. Um, Yeah. I would have taken Coleman out and just put a four million player in there and spent an extra million a bit on gross or something else. Yeah. I mean, not you, Amy. Life would be boring. I'm I'm going to counter this. So Steph uh, took that tactic last week and invested all of his money in his starting 11. And then one of them didn't play. So one of his his crappy subs came in. Yeah, Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Who did he pick that didn't play? Haller, the West Ham striker. And he just seemed to disappear. (laughs) So this is my thinking in that James started... Against Wolves, I don't know if Dan James will start again. Fair point. Which is why I've picked a half decent bench. Um, plus, you never know with Man City and Pep and all his rotation nonsense. So That's true. You never know. You had Aguero in there, didn't you? As well? Yeah, I've got Aguero and Sterling. And they had a little beef at the end of the, uh, or towards the end of that match against Tottenham when he took him off. Yeah, and then Jesus scored, and they started yeah. hugging again, and then VAR <laughs> got involved and was like, "No, we don't like all these happy scenes." So yeah, you're not uh, a VAR fan, are you? No, I'm not a VAR fan. Good bars there again. Should we abide by the laws of the game, everyone? Having Great. put up with it in France, the World Cup this summer, I am not a VAR fan. Not even this adaptation of it. No, no. I think Destroying football. To be fair, it's not VAR, it's the handball rules and all that kind of nonsense. And the goalkeeper rule, which I think is stupid. Um, With goalkeeper rules in, you can't come off your line for a penalty. You can, and yeah, but like them retaking it when somebody's like an inch off a line is just ridiculous. 
I, I can't why deal with it. Why are there laws, Naomi? I can't deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. I bet you're it. the kind of person that speeds as well, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And some like speed cameras, don't you? <laughs> Keeps people safe. You do, exactly. Um, <laughs> because people can't be trusted, ultimately. And that's what, that's, what, that's what's going to happen with referees. Referees can't be trusted to make decisions for themselves. And ultimately... The referees aren't going to get better for VAR. I don't want to get in a massive VAR debate, but they're not <laughs> well, going to get better. Yeah, you've just started it, mate. <laughs> I'm starting it. But they're not going to get better for VAR. The referees are going to get worse and more reliable, more reliant on it. That, yes. that will be part of the issue, I think, because that's ultimately what always happens with technology. It's, it's like just you and your designing, isn't it? You used to do really, really... <laughs> Where are you going with it? Like <laughs> really intricate designs that you'd spend a long time over now. Now you just get a picture, put a filter on it, press done. <laughs> there's probably a little bit of truth in that in design in general, isn't there? You know, it's like there's uh, templated So you're a lazy solutions. designer. I'm a speeding driver. Miles, <laughs> anything for Miles? Uh, no, he's doing good job. I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Um, no, my main gripe with that is the handball and the... Constant going to VAR for the little inch. There was three penalties at the Women's World Cup were stupidly given um, retakes, and now I'm just no, it's not happening. I stick with my. You're in the anti-VAR. Yeah, VAR completely. It's okay. just annoying. We'll see how you feel at the end of the season. Maybe we'll get you back on in a later episode yeah, I mean, to see if you've changed. If VAR wants to win me some penalties for all <laughs> the players in my team for assists and goals, then I will change my mind. So yeah. if VAR is listening, if he wants to <laughs> win me, me over, goals. you've just heard my team. Nice one. Thank you, Amy, for your one-week wonder team. Best of luck with that. Um, I'll go through my starting 11 then for this week, who I've uh, picked. I've already said I've made the one transfer this week. So the player I've put in is Harry Maguire. Uh, Manchester United fame. I think that a clean sheet against Crystal Palace is a no-brainer. Um, I think he'll be a threat as well from set pieces. You know, he seems to be... Man United seems to have adopted the England set-piece method, uh, which brought them a lot of good fortune at the World Cup, obviously, last year. Um, he seems to have slotted in a lot quicker and a lot better than I thought he would at United. Um, same with Wan-Bissaka, really. I was sort of um and an iron which of the two to go with. Lean towards uh, Maguire in the end. So he's my one transfer this week. He slotted right into that team alongside Edison, Dean, Dunk, Bowley, Sigurdsson, Tielemans, Sterling, Barkley, Rashford and Kane. Kane is my captain. Who did you swap Maguire for, sorry? Um, I swapped him for... Oh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's 1.5 million cheaper. He's probably going to go up in price as well because I reckon a lot of people are throwing him in, especially with these two game weeks against uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton now. Um, and I, I would like to put Trent Alexander-Arnold back in at some point, but they have Arsenal um, at home now. And I, Arsenal's attack is good. Mm-hmm. And based on Liverpool's defence right now and the fact they don't have the number one goalkeeper, they're not... This. He even in a world in which he gets assists and goals, he isn't worth seven million right now, without clean sheets. I don't think with Adrian behind him as well, who gets I've stated previously, he's <laughs> poor, poor yeah. keeper. So I've got two million in the bank now. I don't know what to do with it, but I've just got two million sat there. So what? Yeah, I uh, I knew you'd jump on this. <laughs> okay, yeah, he made it? a mistake. Let's 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 let let's not pretend Alison never made any mistakes, okay? Because he did the same thing. I quite Ad- like Adrian. Adrian also made a couple of blinding saves in that game. That's just what he's one, paid. one like point blank do. header for, like, from Yoshida. That would have set that set up would have been an act of self preservation rather than <laughs> to stop the goal. Uh, as I said, he should have uh, saved the peaky goal. Um, Liverpool should have had two clean sheets if it wasn't for Adrian. He's set in his ways as Sam here. Anti Adrian. He is, yeah. 
I'm not set, I'm right. So I am set in my ways. Well, I asked our Liverpool correspondent, Neil Jones, about Adrian, and he wasn't as damning as you are about him. Let's just say that. And you are a Manchester United fan, so well. I'm just saying. Any, any excuse to take a pop at a Liverpool player, but which you can't do with pretty much any of the other Liverpool players. Having been um, a amateur standing goalkeeper on at least eight <laughs> occasions in my footballing career, I'm, you know, I'm paid at member what? of the goalkeeper's union. I know what good goalkeeping <laughs> looks like. Dave, who have you gone with your team then? I haven't, I haven't made any confirmed changes yet. I have just had a little play while we've been talking here, but um, considering some of Sam's advice, because you know now and again he just makes some good points, um, <laughs> I'm thinking about taking Chilwell out, who missed the last match with an injury. He's still got the little hazard sign on him, assuming hmm. he's, he's still not looking great. Uh, Walker Peters could fit quite nicely in there in, in his place, on the back of what Sam was saying. So it would be Pickford still in goal, uh, Walker Peters, Van Dijk, Sinchenko. Uh, my other defenders are Simpson and Target, um, who are four million and four point five million. So they're probably not going to be able to. Play I think Target's else, dropped. You know, is he? Yeah. Well, he's, he's dropped on my team. He's, oh, sitting on the he's bench injured. Also. I think. I mean, his price has dropped. I think. It's oh, it's four point four now. Ah, right. Okay. Four point four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bernardo Silva, Sterling, Sigurdsson, who I'm going to stick with, um, even though he's not quite delivered yet. I just really needed something from him last week, but he's another one that a lot of FBL players having their team and yeah come on Sigerson yeah deliver I'm, I'm with you on that one I need him to start doing some meets yeah. 8 million burning that hole in my pocket he is yeah that's a lot mm. but he gets penalties he mm. scores free kicks he did really well last season like the points total he had was pretty impressive uh, 182 points I do like Sigerson I didn't realise it was 8 mil though I thought yeah. it might be like 7.5 7. I didn't realise it was 8 He's getting dropped if he doesn't score this week for me. <laughs> I think, yeah. There's, the your, there's your warning, Gilfer. Have you made any subs then, Dave? You're, you're waiting. Um, like I said, Walker Pe- I might put Walker Peters in for Chilwell. Um, Not surprised. I'm thinking of that. dropping Tillemans and putting Cantwell in because that frees up some cash then. And, it, and then it almost tempts me into making a minus four point transfer and putting, I could even stick Pookie in, in my forward line. I could take a Rigi out and put Pookie in. What's the difference That's then two Norwich players. Carl Walker Peters and um, Chilwell? Sure. Uh, I would imagine, yeah, I would Yeah, so I made a bit of money back there yeah. as well. So I'm going to end up with money in the bank at the end of this week if I. Yeah. Like me? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Dendonk is still in there. Potentially Cantwell comes in for 4.6 million. And then up front, Kane, come on, Harry. You're going to captain Bang him as well. some goals this week. Um, yeah, I might captain him and put Sterling Vice captain. And Vardy, stop being offside. Get onside and score goals. Simple. Solid, solid advice. Solid advice, yeah. That's what Roger should be saying to him. I don't know if he'll take that well <laughs> or not. You know, I might have to be a bit more careful about how he words it. Um, and Origi's going to have to come out at the moment because um, he's not going to feature really, is he, for Liverpool? No. 5.5 no. million, just going to waste there. So If you sub out, if you make your changes, bring in Campwell and Walker Peters. Yeah. And then you can upgrade a rig to something decent. Pookie. I could put Pookie in. Mm. Are you willing to take the hit, though? Mars is coming up behind you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Just for the, the listeners, Miles. Was, uh, yeah. totally <laughs> Podcast listeners missed out on that little visual <laughs> did, cue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of how my team's taking shape. I haven't, I haven't committed to anything yet. Excellent. I'm going to have to okay. by the end of today, though. <laughs> Realistically. Sam, who have you gone with? I have 
torched my team. I have knee-jerked. I have jumped on as many bandwagons as possible. <laughs> All because, essentially, I realised I needed to get Raheem Sterling in and I couldn't do it without um, making some um, a number of changes because I wanted to keep Salah in because he's inevitably going to score two or three in the next couple of weeks. I heard that Pep's going to rest um, Sterling this week. Did you know? Good on the grapevine. <laughs> Good for you. Um, so, I've made six changes. Wild card what? deployed. <laughs> so, I've uh, taken Ake out and moved him in for Lundstrom because he's like 4.1 now and he's a defender playing in midfield and he's actually playing. Mm. Robertson out. Uh, Maguire in. Uh, Lucas Mora out. Walker Peters in. Pogba out. Which oh, annoys me the idea of him. Uh, Danny Ceballos in. Barkley out. Martial in. Cathcart out. And I've done that wrong way around, but Sterling in. Mm. I'm enjoying this so much the way he's just totally ripped his team up after all that. You know what be? <laughs> you, you can call it ripping up. I call it iter- uh, iterative improvements. Okay? <laughs> You've basically got your team in the dressing room and gone, right, guys. of you are terrible. Shit, Shit. all right, shit, shit. (laughs) And you've opened the door and Sterling's been stood there and gone, you're going, you're going, you're going, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sound confident. I've got a little bit of data now, you know, to be able to back it up. I've seen how people are performing this season. I know that this is the way forward. So my starting 11 is heating in goal. Yeah. <laughs> after, after all that, maybe I should yeah. look at my keeper. Um, Zinchenko, Maguire, Walker Peters, boom. A midfield of Ceballos, Martial, Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah, Raheem Sterling. Oh, doesn't that sound good? Yeah, that does sound good. It does sound it good. Does. And up front, uh, Rashman and Jota. Uh, Jota maybe being switched out this afternoon for Puki. If I can figure a way to get some a few more quid. Yeah, you can still spend away, can't you, for the duration of yeah. the game week. Um, so my bench ain't so hot. Uh, it's Kelly from Crystal Palace, Lundstrom and Jordan Ayew. So not strong. No, but... You're very committed to an 11 there. And Yeah, as you should be. You you have quite a different tactic to me. I always like that flexibility. Yeah, I like having what <laughs> I like having one or two defenders that I can trade out so I can get some extra clean sheets. But I don't profess to be an FBL expert. I never win this. So. <laughs> <Not right>. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe your way is the right way. Well, we'll soon find out. Um, so you dropped Barkley, I noticed, in that there. Yeah. Um, I was very really tempted to put Mountain in instead because I thought Mount looked really good. Uh, the goal he scored uh, against Leicester I thought was just a goal that I love to see. Harassment. Um, good pressing, yeah. Good pressing, and a really tidy finish as well. Off um, balance as well, yeah. So you know he's obviously Lampard's almost. I think he probably prefers him to his own children. Uh, <laughs> he just reminds me of Lampard. He's like a young Lampard, isn't he? It's like you yeah. just think, oh, okay, Lampard's coming to Chelsea and gone. I'm just going to bring Mount in, and he's going to be what I was in the Chelsea team, and then everyone else is going to work around him. So yeah, and I know he's young, and it's his first season in the Premier League, but mm, I don't think twelve. 14 goals is a ridiculous feat, especially when they've got up front what they've got. He's like the teacher's pet, isn't he, right now at Stamford oh, Bridge? Yeah. Um, I've stuck with Barkley, A, because I don't want to take the minus four hit for uh, having an extra transfer, but also he didn't play at the weekend and they didn't win. 
and I he still did play the week before. And he I did battered. He did, but they took him off, and then they started leaking goals. Yeah. So I'm thinking potentially, like I don't think at this point that he's dropped him and he won't come back in. He's, I think he's fallen point one in terms yeah. of price on FPL. And so I'm hesitant to just toss him out and sacrifice that if he's going to come back in. They do have some winnable games coming up. They had a tough start to the season with uh, Manchester United and Leicester, whereas now they have Norwich and then Sheffield United. So winnable. Yeah, I still think he's a very good player. and I still think there's definite value in there as long as he does keep playing. I think um, I, I never uh, sort of accounted for Kante coming back in and obviously going straight in mm. or Mount being... Um, Quite as good as he's been. Yeah, he was so, a surprise. There's still something in there with Barkley, but you know, with the I did warn you about got. Barkley, though, don't I? He has got like <laughs> a no. You were making notes going, "Oh, great off. point, Martin." Sam, I'm like sticking no, in. I don't think actually. it was. I think I said it was all won't deliver. reverse psychology. He was yeah. tricking you into picking him, it, and he's yeah, picked yeah. whoever. So yeah, you mean know. You said it was enjoyable seeing him use the wild card this week, but what would be extra enjoyable is if his team now doesn't do well. I will be the first one. To go, right, Fantasy League's cancelled. <laughs> Sam has exited this podcast in a tantrum. I've been ringing up FPL like, oh, can I have another wild card, please? Yeah. I didn't can actually I use have, it. Can it I just have five more million, please? Five more million, guys. Do you know when people, like, call up Apple and say that their kid has been buying stuff on the App Store? <laughs> but, like, my, it was my kid that used the wild card, yeah. it wasn't me. Give my me kid picked one. the team. That's a shower. First yeah. two weeks. Oh, yeah, he was watching YouTube kids, I meant to then. put Sterling in. Can I have his points <laughs> retrospectively? Yeah, I'm pookie the week after. Anybody who scored a hat trick, oh, he never, oh, I picked him, I swear. <laughs> it was a bug in the game. A glitch. There was a glitch, wasn't there, on the uh, game, on the Android um, app. There? Yeah, which allowed people to make unlimited transfers. Um, and you didn't tell me this. No. <laughs> and what happened is, Keeping but the thing is, though, everyone went in and started making loads of transfers. I haven't got an Android, so I, obviously I didn't, and I wouldn't have been aware of it anyway, but... Um, yeah, they've made that. They made those transfers, but since they fixed the app, they're now pot, pot, taking the points off people for those extra ah, transfers. Okay. So loads of people are making playing the wild cards this week. Uh-huh. Mm. Good justice. 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 So, yeah, justice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting uh, turn of events mm. it's in like the VAR. FPL world. Coming to the rescue again. <laughs> FPL VAR. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's wrap this up then. Dave, Sam, Amy, thank you very much for joining us today. Listeners, you can get in touch by tweeting your fantasy football thoughts with the hashtag UKFFS. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, follow on Spotify, or however you listen to podcasts on your favourite platform. Leave a review if you liked it, and if you didn't, what are you still doing here? Check out Goal for your daily dose of football news from the Premier League and around the world. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.